when you're going through each diet, usually we're trained to like step on the scale, right? That is like how we judge whether or not we've had success in doing these behaviors of lowering our cal- lowering our calories and doing all the cardio. So we step on the scale and if the scale's not moving, we're like, okay, I need to do something else to adjust it. So like everything is about trying to lose weight and weight could be anything. Like I could chop off a limb and lose weight. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's healthy, right? Because it's like, just because you're losing weight doesn't mean anything. Your weight consists of so many things. So there's like, there's water in your body, there's muscle, there's fat, there's bone, there's tendons, there's ligaments, there's a brain and there. Like there's so many things that are inside of your body that when you're just focused on losing weight, typically the weight that you're losing is like not the great stuff. Welcome to the Calorie Conundrum Podcast with Coach Strick. Join us as we expand the weight loss conversation to beyond just calories and dare to ask the question, why does eating less and exercising more sometimes not produce the desired results? Here's Coach Strick to discuss this calorie conundrum. Hello and welcome to season three of the Calorie Conundrum Podcast. This is Coach Strick. And we are starting season three off with a bang. On today's show, we have the trainer's trainer, Kiki Smith. Kiki is a self-proclaimed carb queen with over 20 years in the fitness industry and has helped countless women over 40 lose weight. She is the creator of the website eatmoretoweighless.com and host of the Diet Rebel Method with Kiki Smith podcast. I would encourage you to listen to this podcast and if you are not absolutely clear on everything that is discussed, I recommend that you go back and listen to it again. Kiki's no-nonsense approach and years of practical experience sheds light on industry myths and the ideas and concepts in this discussion are the main reasons I created the Calorie Conundrum podcast. Let's hear what Kiki means when she says cardio for fun waits to transform. Kiki, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so I asked you to uh, come onto the podcast because I found you on Instagram and uh, you have a message that's different than a lot of other personal trainers and nutrition coaches or whatever. And we'll get into that here pretty soon. But uh, if you could tell us your background, like where you're coming from, how you got into this space. Well, I got into the space as a, a housewife. <laughs> I pretty much was a slim fast junkie, I guess, from the time I first got married. I did slim pass to lose the weight. And then I just kept going back to it over and over and over again until it didn't work anymore. And then that kind of led down the rabbit hole of like eating and lifting and things like that. And I kind of stumbled on it accidentally by following my husband around the gym and doing what he was doing. And then he moved away for a while. And I started doing what all the like women's magazines were telling me to do like circuits and cardio and all this stuff and pretty much lost all of the results that I had gotten when I was going with him. So it was kind of that that led me down the path of trying to figure out like, okay, every time I'm doing the things that seem like they're more targeted at women, I got worse results. And then when I did the other stuff and ventured over to, you know, the dark side of the gym, I got great results. So then I started doing a little more research and because I had some time on my hands and I was homeschooling my son at the time before homeschooling was cool. Um, I decided to go back to school myself to study like exercise science and metabolism and to start really understanding like what was happening and why things seemed so much harder for women um, when they followed 
the exact protocols that are given to them by the diet industry. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, the slim fast kick. <laughs> you're, you're on it. You're off it. You're on it. So you said you did that until it eventually stopped working. Uh, talk about, tell us about what that looked like. So uh, I did some fast to prepare for my wedding. And then immediately following the wedding, I think I put on 20 pounds and like a couple more, like it was so fast. I put like 20 of it right back on. And then throughout the rest of the year, like I put on another 20. So it was just like kind of adding up at this point. Um, but every time I would do it, so like I go up 40 and then I go down 40 and then up 50. And then, that, you know what I mean? So it was kind of that like lose 10, gain 15 type of scenario that happened every single time. And after a certain point, because when you have so much weight to lose, the journey kind of becomes longer too. your body just started like getting resistant to that. And that's what was happening with mine was it wasn't so much that I was losing the total amount. So say if I gained 10, when I would go to lose, I would only lose like five and then I would gain back 15. So like those numbers started turning to where the amount that I was regaining was higher than the amount that I was losing. And it looked totally different every single time. And I couldn't hold on as long <laughs> anymore because it was taking so long. Like it was something that I could do like really quick. You know what I mean? Like three weeks, six weeks, something like that. But after a while, like having to do that for months, like freaking two shakes a day at a sensible dinner or whatever it was like, that was too much. So I would always quit before I got to the actual goal. And then I would get back so much more. And it just seemed like it was just like all fat. Like everything was just getting soft and you know whereas before like i was young so of course everything seemed like it was like more like firm so it was just like that started messing with my head after a while because i just felt like i should be able to do it i should be able to stick with it i should be able to like do what it took to get the results but i just couldn't and it didn't matter how many extra things they came out with like different shake flavors or candies or whatever the case may be like my son started eating them because i would just leave them around and it just literally stopped working and i don't even know now how much calories that was probably like 900 or something like when you add in dinner it was ridiculous yeah so um thanks for sharing that story because it, it highlights um, a, a big point that I try to get across to people, but it's kind of hard. And that is that the slim fast, the running ridiculous amounts of miles, the starving yourself, it all works at first. Until it doesn't. <laughs> it, exactly. It all works until it doesn't. And it all doesn't work eventually. If you continue on that, it's like a game people play. It's yeah. like a, a yo-yo or a roller coaster game. And it works. And that's what that's what's so enticing with it is that it works the first time or mm -hmm. works initially. But oh as you God. as you get down into it over and over again, eventually, like you found out, I'm like, it's like crack, right? Like it's never as good as the first time. It's like you're always trying to like get that like hit of like, oh, this like ultra high of like, oh, I lost all this weight. And so you just keep thinking of it from that perspective every single time. Even when you know that it's not working, because it's like yeah. most people deep down inside know, like they're going through all the same stuff that I was of like, okay, yeah. I only lost 10, even though I was able to lose 15 doing this last time. Like, you know that it's not working, but you just have that memory of that original high. And yeah. you're like, but I'm going to get control over this. I'm going to, next time is going to be better. I'm just going to like 
buckle down and white knuckle my way through. And like, you're not like, it literally gets worse every single time. And we just don't admit it. That's all. Yeah. We're just not admitting it. <laughs> exactly. And it's just, it's just like we get stuck in this emotional based thinking instead of logically looking at the situation from like outside perspective or something and saying, Hey, this isn't working. And instead of saying that we say, Oh, this worked so good last time, and I want to lose the weight, yes. and it just got caught We're in. We're like yeah. literally addicted to what happened last time, even when last time was like five times ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. and it's like if we really looked at it re- realistically, we realized that like every time gets harder, every time we look different. Every time it takes longer to lose it. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're not looking at it from that perspective though. We just keep thinking like that it's going to get easier, but it's not. And if we did, then we would also approach it differently. Cause it's like, if you recognize that every time it's going to take you longer to lose the weight, then why would you do a 30 day, whatever, 21 day fixed thing? If that's what you did last time, that means this time you would need a longer amount of time. Like now you would need to go for two months. And then next time you would need to go for three months. And then next time you need, like, if we looked at it logically, we would do the math and realize that eventually we just need to be doing the same thing all year long. Oh, you mean a lifestyle change? (laughs) Like, think about it. (laughs) Uh, Crazy. Yeah. So um, you're kind of hitting on uh, your solution, but (laughs) um, why... Can you tell us why those things stop working and why it gets harder and it takes longer? And um, uh, obviously I'm talking to you because there's an, uh, another way to do this thing. here. <laughs> um, yeah. So why does that stuff stop working eventually? Well, one of the biggest things that you kind of mentioned before is like, especially with women, but I know like a lot of guys do it too. Like we automatically go to slashing the calories and adding cardio. Right. And those two things are like so detrimental to our metabolism because of the fact that when you lose weight that way, you're losing muscle. And when you lose muscle, you're making your metabolism slow down because that's a big part of what determines, you know, how fast your metabolism is. So if every time you lose weight, you're losing muscle. And then when you gain the weight back, you're pretty much just gaining back fat, like your entire body composition is changing. So that's why you're getting like, seemingly softer each time or why you look different every time. But it's also why it gets harder. Because each time you're trying to like attack the solution, attack the problem with like, a slower metabolism than you had the first time. So because so many people start on this journey when they're like, you know, kids, basically, you know what I mean? Like, late teens, early twenties, your metabolism is at its peak. Your muscle mass is at its peak, you know, for that moment. That doesn't mean it's high, but it's the highest that it's going to be if you're not doing something about it. And then most of us go down the path of not doing anything about it, of just like constantly losing muscle, losing muscle, losing muscle. Your metabolism is getting slower and slower and slower. And then the things that you're doing in between the diets and for the diets have nothing to do with your muscle. So it's just like, we're just totally leaving that part out of the equation and attacking it with these crazy cardio routines and super low calorie, you know, diets. So your body's just going to adapt. You know what I mean? And that's really the thing about your metabolism that most people don't realize is that if you're lowering your calories constantly, your metabolism is just going to adapt to that. Like, it's gonna be like, Oh, okay, this is all we need to get by. So let's just adjust so that we can survive off of this now. And then you lower it again. And so that's why 
each time you either have to like eat less than you did the time before that made it work. Or when you go to normal eating, you're going to gain it back because your body thinks that that diet was actually your maintenance level of calories. So anything above that, like it's just going to pile on fat. Yeah. Would say weight, but it's fat. <laughs> like it's, it's what it's. Yeah. So <laughs> I dedicated a whole podcast to, um, uh, it was a study, a scientific study, and uh, I broke it down. It's kind of hard to listen to because I'm just talking numbers the whole time. Uh-huh. But basically, I just take this imaginary client and I run them through what you're talking about. So yeah. they lose weight in the ways that you're talking about. And then their body composition changes. Mm-hmm. And then they gain weight mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Stuff happens. You know, life happens. Right. And then then they lose weight again using the same methods and they have a new composition and you can see through the numbers that, you know, the lean muscle is going down and the body fat's going up. up. And so, yeah. so after about three or four rounds of that, you have a person that could weigh the exact same amount, yes. but the person is completely different. Um, they look completely different because their body fat and lean body mass are completely different. And that's what you're talking about. So I'll definitely make 100%. sure to li- yeah. those numbers, like people need to listen to that podcast on repeat. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> yeah. That explains everything. Yeah. So that uh, I'll make sure to mention which I can't remember which one off the top of my head that is, but I'll, I'll, I'll do an outro what, what uh, podcast that was, but um, that's exactly what you're talking about. And that's what people don't grasp. Like, um, because, because they go like, like you said, they're at the peak of their, their lean body mass or muscle. They go on this diet and it works. They, they start cardio, they starve themselves and it works. And then something happens and they gain weight and they say, well, that worked that time last time. Let me try that again. But like you said, when they come back the second time after using the running and star- starvation diet to lose the weight, they lose that muscle, which yes. um, I've said multiple times on the podcast. Okay. You're, yeah, your, your muscle is kind of equal to your metabolism. So if you're losing your muscle, you're losing, you're lowering your metabolism. And then that's, that's like what you said, it's going to make it harder next time. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, so you said, you mentioned, um, we're kind of hinting on this right now. I mean, obviously, uh, but could you expand on this whole idea of fat loss versus weight loss? Mm. Yes, <laughs> that's and that's literally so like the podcast that you're probably talking about. So I'm sure you covered this. And again, your listeners need to go find that podcast and listen to it because exactly what you said, when you're going through each diet, usually we're trained to like step on the scale, right? That is like how we judge whether or not we've had success in doing these behaviors of lowering our cal- lowering our calories and doing all the cardio. So we step on the scale and if the scale is not moving, we're like, okay, I need to do something else to adjust it. So like everything is about trying to lose weight and weight could be anything. Like I could chop off a limb and lose weight. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's healthy, right? Because it's like, just because you're losing weight doesn't mean anything. Your weight consists of so many things. So there's like, there's water in your body, there's muscle, there's fat, there's bone, there's tendons, there's ligaments, there's a brain and there. Like there's so many things that are inside of your body that when you're just focused on losing weight, typically the weight that you're losing is like not the great stuff. You know what I mean? Like, sure. You'll lose a little bit of fat, but you're also losing some muscle. Like 
vital organs could be shrinking, like all kinds of things are going on. And we're just like, yeah, it's the best because the scale went down. But that doesn't mean success. So if you're losing weight in a way that's focusing on maintaining your muscle mass, that's when you actually see fat loss. But if you do not take that muscle mass into into the equation, then you're losing both. So it's not really a success because then that's what we're talking about, about when your metabolism goes down. So it's really uh, the biggest difference is that the scale might not do all the things you want it to do, you know, and that's hard for a lot of people to accept. They're like, I stepped on the scale two days in a row and it's just bouncing all around the same number. And then people start panicking, but it's about being able to like sit it out and know that like I'm doing the essential things to keep my muscle, which means that the scale may be wonky and I may only see a low, like once a week, every other week, like, you know what I mean? It doesn't happen as linear as it seems to when we're, you know, whatever counting points or whatever it is that people do. Sorry. (laughs) Right. Exactly. When you're starving, absolutely. The scale will go down, like we said, until it doesn't. But even then, that doesn't mean it's a good thing. So if you've lost weight seemingly successfully multiple times, but you've never, ever paid attention to your muscle mass, then like you said, metabolism is probably way slower than you think it is. And you've probably lost a lot of muscle, which those two, like you said, go hand in hand. Like muscle equals metabolism, period. Like if you ignore it, then don't get mad, you know, when you're 30, 40, 50 years old and you're like, oh my gosh, my metabolism is so slow because I'm 30, 40, 50 years old. But it has nothing to do with your age. It has to do with the fact that you've ignored your metabolism since you were 25 or 20 or whenever you started going on (laughs) crazy diets. Yeah, Yeah, that's perfect. (laughs) Yeah, I think a lot of, (laughs) A lot, a lot of women are traumatized by the scale, you know, it's just like this crazy thing. Like they can't even step on it or they know something's going to happen. And then, and it's like, the scale is a a measurement. It's a marker. It's one marker and it's not completely invalid, but like you said, there's so many other things, including what you actually look like, Mm -hmm. how your clothes actually fit that all can change and your weight could stay the same. Yes. That's what we need to get. You consider the same scale weight for like months and months. I mean, a full year and completely recomp your body. Like it's crazy. The changes when you're actually paying attention to muscle, but like we have to get past, especially as women, the scale, the power that it holds over us. The fact that if I step on the scale and it went up, it's a bad day. If I step on the scale and it went down, it's a good day. Like that does not factor into the equation. Like, how many times, and I'm sure you've experienced this with clients, right? Where they're feeling good about their progress. Like they're, they're looking at pictures. They like the, what they see in the mirror. They step on the scale and their mind changes about all of those things. <laughs> and yeah. They're just like, oh my gosh, nothing's working. It's like, you uh, literally just said that you're like feeling more lean and more tight. energy. And, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then, cause it's not happening fast enough. And right. what they mean by fast enough is losing weight fast enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but in reality, what they need to be focusing on is what you're talking about, the, the, the fat loss versus the weight loss. Here. Yes, it's such a different, such a different moment. And it's so much more satisfying because, I mean, can we talk about the fact, like, you know, I love to eat. So when you're losing weight, like the amount that you can eat goes down. If you're able to recomp your body and stay a decent weight, you can also eat a lot. Not to mention that muscle 
is metabolically active and requires more food to maintain periods. So it's like, to me, there's so many more benefits than just like losing a ton of weight and then having to eat less to maintain that weight loss. But then also like you're on a progressive downturn once you do that, like you have to keep competing against that. Like if you're not paying attention to muscle, one of the things I always remind my clients is like, that means you have to weigh less every single year just to look the same that you do now because of the fact that you're ignoring muscle. So like, if you love the way you look right now and you're like, that's, I love this. This is amazing. I'm never lifting weights or worrying about muscle. That's fine. Are you willing to weigh a couple pounds less next year? And then again, next year. And then again, next year, like literally you have to keep lowering your current weight to look exactly the same. It doesn't mean you're going to look better. You're just going to weigh less and less and less and less and look the same, maybe worse. If you like a toned tight look, like might not like that. So it all factors in. Yeah. You you said a couple of different things I'm going to jump in here on. And one is uh, the calories you eat. And um, I come at this whole weight loss thing from a different view than a lot of people that are in weight loss is mm-hmm. because I was a hard gainer. Like it was hard for me to gain weight. And I was, I'm the type of person that people in the weight loss you know, community hate because I could eat whatever <laughs> I wanted and I would never gain weight. Right. Um, yeah. but it really came to like light when I was, I was, I do like physique compositions, competitions, and I wanted to gain weight for the competition. And so I did mm-hmm. like what they call a bulking phase. Right. And right. I was eating an ungodly amount of food. Like that was the hardest part of the whole competition. Like not bringing the calories down low and doing all this crazy stuff to lose weight and lose body fat. It was actually eating enough calories. And so my, my whole thought process around this was, well, if I have to do this to gain weight, there's probably people on the opposite end that have to do the opposite to lose weight. Mm-hmm. but my, the question is, why is that? And like, like what you're talking about is part of that reason why um, some people are starving themselves and not losing weight. Right. Why is that? Right. You know, <laughs> like how many women are eating like 1200 calories, 900 calories? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I have so many women that come to me either after like HCG when that was like a huge thing, or even after like gastric bypass where like they can't eat more than like 900, you know, a thousand calories or something. And they're regaining their weight. Like, that is crazy because most of the time they think like, okay, this is going to make it permanent. Like I can't eat more, but it doesn't matter because once your body adapts to that amount, that's it. That's the new maintenance. So now that's not a diet anymore. That's just normal everyday eating. So if you just eat at a thousand calories for months on end, then your body's like, cool, a thousand calories. Let's see how we can make that spread more efficiently. Oh, yep. let's get rid of some of the muscle. Let's, you know, downgrade some processes to make sure that we can survive off of this. And now you're not even in a diet anymore, but yet you can't eat more than that. So you either have to go lower again. And that's when they get in that nasty cycle of like progressively lowering until your body just rejects it all. And your body's like, yeah, no. I'm not going to lose that because I need it for fuel. Like that's your body's preferred, preferred source of fuel. Like if it thinks that it needs it, like yeah. it's going to hold on to fat and it's going to release muscle because like we talked about, like muscle requires food. So if you're not eating enough food, then your body's going to think like, 
uh, okay, this must be the thing that we don't need. <laughs> then is all this like, what? Why are we keeping this muzzle around? Costs too much. You putting your body on a budget, you know, and then you're forcing it to, you think that it's going to do what you want it to do just because you put it on a budget. And that's not what it's going to do. It's going to get rid of the super expensive stuff like your muscle. It's not going to get rid of fat. It will until it won't. <laughs> and that's like the thing that we keep coming back to and why so many women are on a perpetual calorie lowering roller coaster but it's because they start off with that like they don't even know most women don't even know how much they need for maintenance they just jump into a diet so you could have a woman that's like eating you know that could maintain off of 2500 3000 calories if she's you know extremely overweight and she just jumps right into like 1200 1400 calories like there was no need there was no need to go that low <laughs> when you could be like if you're maintaining on 3000 like can we just take a couple hundred off the top and start from there like it doesn't have to be so drastic which you know whatever that's yeah. our society is we want things to be like yeah, yeah we're definitely definitely on the same page because that's exactly what i was getting ready to say and so like i just realized like these people on 500 1200 you know calorie diets if they could be eating double that and still yeah. maintaining or even losing weight why wouldn't they want that? <laughs> That's the question sure. that I'm asking. Yeah. So people just are starving themselves when they really don't have to just, they just don't know. And because this is the calorie conundrum, you know, part of this whole situation is because people have this, this logical um, equation in their head where they say calories in calories out. So if I eat right. less and exercise more, then right. that means weight loss. And it makes sense on the surface, but that's right. not how it works. <laughs> exactly. Like all sounds good on paper, but it's yeah. not that like, that doesn't mean that like the least calories possible or the most movement possible. It's yeah. like, there's a Goldilocks area that you can get to that's way less drastic than what most of us think. And like I said, like been there two, two shakes a day and whatever the heck I was eating for dinner, like chicken breast or broccoli. Like I'm positive. That was like maybe 900 calories. Like, yeah. you know, like there's no way because I'm yeah. sure the shakes weren't like, they weren't like hard gainer shakes. So they were like, yeah, they're you know, lose weight shakes. Yeah. A couple hundred calories. So like, it's just insane. But if you don't know, like your starting number, that's why like, I know you talk about like how people might find the podcast or you talk about all the numbers boring. I think a lot of women need to get over that because of the fact that like, that's why we're just going straight for like, let me just slash all the carbs or like, Oh, this 1200, like do the work to find out where you are first before you just like jump into stuff. Like how many diets have you already been on? How many times have you gained and lost weight already? You know, like what's, what's a possible amount of muscle mass that you might've lost in this process? Like, what are you eating now before you go to slash your calories? Like, I get constantly get so upset at me when I do that. I'm like, wait, 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 how much are you eating now? Like, let's, let's look at that first before we just jump in. Cause people want that blanket number yeah. of like, how many calories should I eat? Yeah. I don't know. How many calories are you eating right now? Like, can we start there? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, I will say something about that as well, because like, um, a lot of times what happens is women or whoever's on a diet and they've gone on so many diets. And like you said, your body, that becomes the new norm. Like, so sometimes people are coming to you eating a thousand calories a day and that's like their maintenance. Yes. And, and then, and then they get in trouble. They get in trouble when they go to the online calculators and they put their age, weight and all that stuff in there. And it pops out a number that's two and a half times that. 
yeah. and and then they come off of that number and then they're you know they're dying at 2000 when their maintenance was a thousand because that's what they've been eating right. and it doesn't work right uh, <laughs> yes all the time all, yeah. because they weren't really aware of the yeah. numbers it's looking for a number but the number is being taken out of context if yeah. you're not looking at all the other numbers associated with it. So like, if you're really low, you're not gonna be able to jump really high and vice versa. If you're really high, you don't need to go really low. So it's really, that starting point kind of eludes us. We're just like, I need to lose weight. I need to lose it yesterday. Like, give me a number, let's go. And it's out of, it's 100% out of context. So it doesn't apply, it's not personalized to you even though it's taking in your stats. Exactly. And there, I mean, there's probably some people that are overweight that are eating over three, 3000 calories a day mm -hmm. and they could come down to, you know, high two thousands and still yes. be losing weight, but they go to straight yeah. to 1200 or whatever. Yes. And, and then their body adapts. And then it's like, you yeah. know, and it was then, all fine and good. The first, you know, whatever, 10, 20, 30, however much you lost, it was like, yeah. okay, this is working great. But when it stops like that freaking sucks because then you're a person that needs a lot of calories to subsist. You're already like you've white knuckled your way through, you know, whatever, 15, 30 pounds out of the hundred that you need to lose. Like that's a sucky place to be in. You know what I mean? Like not even halfway to your goal and you're just like at a plateau and what you go lower than that. Like how long can you stick it? Like this is real life. Not the biggest loser. Like you don't, there's no award at the end for like starving yourself and working yeah. out six hours a day. Like, yeah. but that's the way we act. Like, it's like this competition to eat as little as possible and like do as much work as possible. And like, that's not real life. Yeah. And the, the thing about the calories is you only have so far you can go, you know, and that's what you're talking about. Like you, you bottom out your calories. There's nowhere to go. You can't go any lower, but if you, you start up, yeah, yeah, if you start <laughs> off slower, then you can work your way down through that. Um, Another thing you, you mentioned was about age, and that's like a, uh, what do they call it? Uh, it's a trigger for me, I guess, <laughs> as well, because so many people, you know, they just use age as an excuse for, you know, whatever, anything and everything. But this yeah. is one area as well that I, I believe is, is mostly um, just maybe ignorance um, <laughs> or, you know, they just didn't know because you there's, you know, basically as we age, we lose lean body mass, which is muscle and density of the bones and things, but we can do something about that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, like, total light bulb moment right there. Like it doesn't have, it's not like the world is just against you and it's just happening, you know, like you can do something about it. Exactly. And, and the world will be against you if you, if you don't do anything and just say, well, I'm getting older. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's such a go-to excuse for all of us. And I know, oh my gosh, I, like women definitely use it. Like, you know, I know guys have their reasonings for using it because I also like, there's a lot of guys who are like, oh yeah, I'm just, you know, I don't have enough testosterone. This is just happening. Like what, like something they heard on TV. They don't, they don't really know how much testosterone they have, but in their head, they're just like, I'm getting older. I don't have testosterone. And they're like 40. And it's like, there's still some testosterone there. You're like, you can activate some human growth hormone, get in the gym, you're good. But yeah. women especially use this. And the thing is, is like, yes, there are a lot of menopause. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. for women, like you have pregnancy, you have menopause, you have all the things in between. We have all, you know, our whole own hormones and, 
you know, at every age milestone, someone thinks that they've like aged out of weight loss, like, oh, now I'm 30, it's too late. Now I'm 40, it's too late. Like, oh, I just, I'm post-menopause, it's too late. Like, it's never too late. Because like you said, like, you can always reverse that part. Like building muscle, sure, it may seem like it's harder at the other ages, but it's only harder because you haven't been doing it. If you execute the things to build the muscle, it doesn't matter if you're 25 or 55, like sure, the 25 year old will get like some quicker newbie gains. But that's part of the problem is because things went so fast when you're like 20, that you just like think that that's the way it should be. But that's not even like real hypertrophy. But we're not going to talk about that. The thing is, is that I have women that are 55, 60, 65 years old, that like they will go and get a DEXA scan to prove me wrong. And they will see that they have gained muscle. And that's one of the things that like people do not understand is that like it is possible at any age, but you have to do it intentionally. Muscle does it. People think that you do because you know a lot of women, and I know this is like a little less now than it was like 10, 20 years ago, think they're going to bulk up easily or like I'm going to turn into a bodybuilder or whatever. And it's like, you would see bodybuilder coming from a mile away. <laughs> like you have to try really, really, really hard. Like you said, with the bulk phases and stuff like that, like to get like, it's not, you don't just like trip and fall and like land in a pile of muscle, right? Like it's so intentional that that's why most people don't do it because they don't realize it. They think that they can just like the, any workout that uses a dumbbell is going to build muscle or because I'm doing this like video or on demand thing or this class at the gym and it's used, you know, like some body pump or whatever the case, you know, not hating on anybody's workout styles, but I think that any workout that includes a dumbbell is going to add muscle. And the sad part is that if you're living your life in this caloric deficit, and you're doing all these like circuit programs just because like there's a dumbbell included or a kettlebell or whatever form of resistance that people have talked you into that's saying that's building muscle, you're not going to build muscle. And so you're literally just fooling yourself and then saying like, it's not easy for me because I'm old or whatever, you know, like I can't do those things. And you can't at any age. I don't, I'm a grandma, so I don't, I don't take excuses. <laughs> ladies i'm like no 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 you can do it it doesn't matter i don't i don't care how old you are like even if you have to start slow you can do it you can build muscle which means you can increase your metabolism which means you can lose fat if you want to you can also decide that you don't want to but accept that don't blame your weight on it you know what i mean and that's it's like don't say it's because you're old if you just don't want to lose it if you don't want to go through the effort then say that I don't want to go through the efforts of building muscle to increase my metabolism, to lose the fat. Like that's, I'm okay with that. You own that girl, do you, but do not blame your age. <laughs> that's my that, rant. Exactly. <laughs> Soapbox moment. Yeah. Yeah. But I, but I really like my Peloton class. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what? Go for it. As long as you know what's like the pros and cons are. Cause that's me. I'm like, just make an educated choice. I'm going to tell you all the things you can walk away and ignore me. You can walk away and be like, Oh my gosh, Kiki is always talking about muscle and I just love my cardio and it makes me feel so good and all like, great. Do you like, if your endorphins matter more to you than the fat that you think you're going to lose by doing it? Like, let's just be honest, like just say I'm doing it for the endorphins, but don't pretend like, Oh, I love running marathons. I love my Peloton. I love doing all these things while in your mind, you're still secretly thinking they're going to make you super ripped and lean. Like, that's all that I'm saying is like, call it what it is. And it's fun. Like, 
Cardio for fun, weights to transform. If you don't want to transform, don't lift the weights. That's fine. Go have fun. But remember, at the end of the day, the workout has served its purpose. If you go do it, you have fun, you have the endorphins, you walk away, wonderful. It's done. The workout's over, you got what you needed, move on. Don't look up in three months, six months, whatever, and be like, I don't understand. I work so hard and I don't see results because you do know why. So that's... You know now. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know. It's okay when you don't know, but when you know better, do better. And that's really my only thing. And that's that's my whole platform is just to make sure that people know better. 90% of people still walk away and go do whatever the hell they want to do. And that's okay. And that's okay. But at least you know. And in my experience of having done this for decades, like I see people come full circle and they're like, you know what? I know it's been 10 years, but all the things that you said were going to happen, happened. And now I want to listen and I'm ready to build the muscle. And it's like, I mean, could we just save a decade and not do that? But it's okay. It's okay. Sometimes that just makes you more dedicated, do what you need to do to get there. And I'll be here when you're ready. <laughs> and that's my thing is I'll, I'll be here whenever you're ready. That's awesome. So um, uh, let's get down to the nitty gritty of this whole thing and take it to the dark side, as you said in the beginning. Uh Uh, (laughs) Tell us about this, what this weight training looks like. Because like you said, they got, they got weights in Peloton. They got weights in the group, you know, step class or whatever. Um, tell us what this kind of the weightlifting you're talking about looks like, even (laughs) for someone that might be older, like 65 or whatever. Yeah. So that that's a big one, because like I said, now weightlifting is fairly popular with women. Um, This was a completely different discussion 10, 20 years ago. Now, pretty much everybody's finding some way of incorporating some level of resistance. So, yeah, you're like spin for a couple minutes, hop off, do some bicep curls or whatever. I don't, I don't know how Peloton works. I'm not going to even pretend. They're doing it on the bike. (laughs) Oh, okay. You're (laughs) you're riding and you're like overhead pressing. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's happening there, but that is cardio. Like lifting weights really fast. That's cardio. If you're doing a circuit, that's cardio. If you're not taking any rest between like your sets, that's cardio. So first and foremost, like, let's look at that. Like if the weights are really light, you're moving fast, all those things like that's great. Your heart rate's getting up. I'm sure it's metabolic in some way, probably even slightly anaerobic. But when you're trying to build muscle, we're talking like lift, rest, lift style training, where you are lifting things that are heavy, like eight, nine, 10 reps, maybe, you know what I mean? Even for like, because you can go, you can go lower than that. But like, even if you're like 60, 65 years old, like you can lift in a 10 rep range to a point where you can't do more than like two to three reps beyond that. So like, that's usually like the test that I'm giving somebody is like, just because the workout plan says to stop at eight, if you could have gone to 15 with that weight, it's too late. So that's like one of the biggest ways to test it is like, can you do more than like, are you leaving one or two reps in the tank? If so, then like push yourself to go a little bit heavier than that. When you're past that like 12 rep range, that's cardio. So like a lot of people don't like that perspective because they think high reps to tone or whatever, but you cannot tone or define something that does not exist. So if you have not done the work to put muscle on your frame, which is lower rep ranges, heavy weights, taking rest periods in between, eating the food, you're not going to, you haven't built muscle, therefore you can't tone it. So when I'm saying lift, I'm talking about 
the dark side of the gym. I'm talking about getting over there where the guys are and doing the stuff that they're doing. The like, I mean, unless you're at Planet Fitness, the like grunty type workouts, like that's, that's the real stuff. Like bench pressing, squatting, overhead pressing, deadlifts, like real heavy weight movements. And heavy is relative. That's the reason why I always give the like, can you do two to three reps more? Then now that weight is too light for you. So I would challenge most women to test themselves just there. Even if you think you're lifting weights, go lift that way 10 times. Then see how many more reps you can do past 10. If it's more than two to three, it needs to be heavier and keep doing that until it's within range. You know what I mean? And same thing. If it's six reps, eight reps, 10 reps, like I personally like 10 reps is cardio to me. I love the like lower rep ranges. I love like five reps and below is my happy place but for most women looking to build muscle like being in that eight to 12 rep range most of the time i mean you want to periodize it you don't want to just stay there forever and ever but being there lifting heavy where you can't do more than two to three reps past whatever the workout plan says that's that's muscle that's muscle building territory that's actual lifting weights yeah i hope i hope people are taking notes at home because this is <laughs> This is perfect. And uh, what you said uh, uh, could be applied to anyone. So for old Betty, who's 75, the five pound pink dumbbells may be the weight that she can only get 10 reps with. Exactly. But if you're 30 year old, <laughs> Shelly, exactly. then the, <laughs> the five pound, pound. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not going to be the weight that you can only do 10 times. You're probably going to be able to do that 50 times. And so right. you have to be honest with yourself and go find the weights that are for you that will get yeah. you somewhere around that red rep range that's less than 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, like you said. You start, yeah. but progress from there. You know what I mean? Like keep yeah. progressing. Don't just, just because like you're doing a workout, you know, and even I even say this with like people doing workout videos or whatever, like just because the person that's teaching the workout video is picking up, you know, 10 pounds and doing whatever back rows or something with it doesn't mean you need to pick up 10 pounds. Like they are frozen in time and you're not. So if you're doing your workouts and this, especially for like my older clients who are like, they're doing workout DVDs and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's wonderful. Just remember you bought this DVD 20 years ago. That person can lift more than they were lifting in that video. You can probably lift more than it. Like keep testing yourself to make sure that you're always, that you don't have like three to, that you can't go three to five pounds more. That means that anybody can start from wherever they are, whether it's five pounds or 50 pounds and keep challenging themselves to lift heavier, progressively overload the muscle and make it, because that's the thing is if you don't challenge the muscle, you can't change it. So even though you feel the burn when you're doing whatever your body pump classes and all those things, feeling the burn is not what dictates whether or not that muscle is growing. Like you have to, challenge it with heavier weights every single time that you can lift heavier like it may take four to six weeks to adapt but when you can lift heavier do it yeah the um the body like you said the body adapts and uh one thing um because as we age i mean like i said i don't like to use age as an excuse but um eventually things start slowing down right yeah yeah. And so one, one good thing about uh, what, what you could look at 
you know, weightlifting on this is that if you can maintain the same weight over the course of 20 years in your older, then that's a, that's a positive gain in the right direction. Because if you, if you weren't maintaining it, your muscle would be going down that whole time. And you'd be looking like the, you know, the average 80 year old that's in a wheelchair right. or whatever. So exactly. Like, even if you are lifting slightly, because things do change, you know, when you're like 60, 70 years old, like you don't, there's no need to go like below that, like 10 rep range. Like you could stay in that 10 to 15 zone and still make progress and, or keep the progress that you made. But it's just, if you weren't doing anything, then there's nothing like you're not holding on to your strength at all. So it's just like really important to keep challenging yourself and sure you're not shooting for like one rep maxes when you're 70, but yeah. you can, you know, what's your 10 rep max? What can you do 75% of that one rep max for X amount? Like, you know what I mean? And just really pushing yourself to stay in the game for as long as possible. So you can make those adaptations. And that's one of the things that I love about weight training is because like when you're doing cardio, the only way to continue getting better results from it is to like increase the amount of cardio that you're doing. Like, so you started off getting results from like 10 minutes of cardio, then it's 30 minutes and then it's 60 minutes. And now there's like, you know what I mean? You're like running for two hours a day for every day. Whereas with weights, you know, all you can, all you have to do is pick up a heavier weight once your body has adapted to that. And that's really the name of the game. But everything that we're talking about is just your body's just always adapting. So you're just trying to figure out how to stop or slow down that adaptation or move it in a better direction, like adapt upwards instead of down, you know, and having muscle atrophy and sarcopenia and all the things that do plague us when we get older, because that stuff is serious. Like even for the older crowd, sarcopenia is not fun. It's painful. You don't want to be losing muscle mass if you don't have to, because of the actual pain that you feel. And those are all things that like we were talking about earlier, we just associate with aging when really it has nothing to do with age. It has to do with how well you are challenging your muscles and bones and tendons and ligaments and all that. Yeah. It just has, has more to do with the, the knowledge and knowing that you do have control and you can do something than just throwing your hands up and saying, Oh, time's got me, you know, <laughs> I'm all, you know, and people yeah. start saying like 35 and it's like, whoa, you got a lot of years left. Yeah. <laughs> like proclaiming being old that young. So yeah. it's really about it's crazy, like, yeah. mindset shift. And you mentioned something about uh, cardio that uh, you, you stated it, but you, you kind of uh, said it so fast that people might not have heard what you were trying to get a, the point you were making. But that is, um, and I'll add to that, is that cart you, you become very efficient at cardio very quickly and so that's the like you you run one mile you get results and you mm -hmm. keep running one mile eventually you're going to become a better runner your body's going to be more efficient at running and so that 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 mile that made you burn 100 calories to start eventually creeps down and you're you're burning you know almost nothing for the same mile that you lost weight with at the beginning mm -hmm. and so um that's something that people, like you said, you, you start with one mile, then you have to do two miles. Right. You got, you know, you're running all day long. <laughs> like what we were saying with the calories, like the same way that you would have to progressively lower your calories to like, say, like getting results from it because of the fact that your body adapts, your body adapts to that cardio. So like when we go all out, 
trying to like do cardio from the jump of like, you know, let me just start doing these, like whatever, 60 minute cardio classes okay, yeah. at my gym, you know, like, okay, how long can you keep that up? Because not only will you have to keep it up, but you'll have to increase that. And that's why you have so many people. And like, I see this a lot in women. They're like, no, I have to do cardio to get results. I have to, you know, work out two times a day or something like that. Like I can't just lift weights. I have to add on cardio to it. And it's like, you have to also recognize that cardio, A, when you're working out cardio, what you see is what you get. Like the burn that's happening during the workout is all there is. With lifting, the burn that's happening after the work, like it keeps going. It doesn't just stop at the workout. But also the fact that you would have to keep increasing it. So start so the same way that like when we're talking about calories, we're saying start with as like small of a decrease as possible to get results. Like don't just jump from 3000 to 1200 calories. It's the same thing with your cardio. If, if you're choosing to add that in, I want to make that a big if because it's not necessary for everybody. If you're choosing to add cardio in, start small because of the fact that your body's going to adapt anyways. So, you know what I mean? Like start with 10 minutes and then just, if you're the type of person that wears a heart rate monitor, start paying attention to when your body adapts and gets efficient because you're going to be doing the same work and burning less calories. And when you notice that happening, then that means you're going to have to increase it again. You're gonna, like, so that's what I'm saying about the, like, just make educated choices. Like you can keep doing it, just understand what it's up against. Cause I get this question all the time. People are like, what if I just do not want to lift? And I'm like, okay, let's, let's map out how that looks. So on one area we're talking about, okay, you're going to, are you prepared to keep losing weight every year? You know, if they say yes to that, which uh, most people don't, <laughs> but if they say yes to that and they're like, and I want to keep doing my cardio, are you prepared to do more cardio every, like not just every year, but typically like every month or so, like you're going to like your body adapts cardio so fast, so fast. And when your body has to choose between building muscle and endurance, endurance typically wins. So it's like that really that's what you're doing is you're just getting better at endurance. But are you okay with that? Are you okay with running farther and longer every time? If that's your chosen thing and you're like, I'm not doing all the other stuff that you say. Yeah, like you said, there's there's only so low you can go in your calories and there's only so much time in the day to run, <laughs> run miles and miles. And so that's where you, you, you know, you run into a dead end with both of those things. And, and your advice is really good to start as small as possible with those things. If you choose to use those, yeah. and that way you have wiggle room to yes. manipulate and you utilize to your advantage. Mm -hmm. um, I, 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 I've been training for like physique competitions for the last five years or so. And like when I'm not in like a 12, like 12 weeks out or so from yeah. a competition, I'm not doing cardio. Um, right. just because I know that when I want to do a contest prep, I can add cardio in and yes. it will help me lose fat. But I start at like 15 minutes. I'm not starting at an hour and a half on week 12 and then going yes. from there. I started like 15 minutes, 20 minutes. I just did, you know, I'm pretty far in now and I just did like 30 minutes today, <laughs> which yeah. is like a lot for me. So. Oh my gosh, right? <laughs> yeah. So eventually I'll, I'll, I'll get it up maybe a little bit higher than that. But um, if I would have started day one of my program, hour cardio for however many days a week, like eventually the, yeah, the butt's going to suck for one, but your body's, <laughs> your body's going to adapt. And then you have no wiggle room unless you want to do an hour and a half or two hours. You know, and so you right. have to you have to stair step it up and utilize it for, you know, specific reasons.
And, you know, That's you can all day. like when I add in cardio, it's like tiny bits and it works like freaking magic. Like I'm one of those people. Yes. Cardio absolutely works for me. Why? Cause I don't do it all the time. Yep. When I add it yep. in like results instant. <laughs> yep. yep. And so there's, yeah, there's something to be said about cardio for like cardiovascular health, but mm -hmm. if you're using cardio for fat loss, you, you can, there's better ways. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, like you said, yeah. like there's, there's better ways. Um, so that's one side of the equation that we talked about The you have to get in the gym. You have to actually lift these weights that are actually heavy for you. What about mm -hmm. the eating side? What, what would you say about the eating side? I know we talked about like low calories as being bad, but what is the, the eating and the food side of this equation look like? So if you are one of the things that honestly I end up recommending for a lot of women is a variation of like what you were talking about, like with bulking and stuff like that. Like if you've never, ever, ever done a muscle building phase in your life, like you may want to consider adding one in at some point, whether you're choosing to like, okay, I want to lose the fat first and then do it. Like you might want to look in to try to replace some of this muscle mass that you've lost at some point, which will require eating in a surplus. So that's one of the biggest things to understand is figuring out what it is that you want. Cause like I say, a lot of women are like, I just want to get toned and defined and all of this. And if you've never built the muscle, like that is going to be a rude awakening, how low in body fat you might actually have to go before you see that tone defined look. So when you understand that building muscle requires a surplus of calories and losing fat requires a decrease. So like, do you want the surplus or the deficit? If, you go for the deficit, then I'm going to say, like we talked about, like start small, figure out where you are already and then start small from there. If where you are is already at your absolute like, minimum, then you might need to take a beat and start like working to increase those calories, which when you're dealing with muscle, at least some of those calories can go towards good use into rebuilding lost muscle mass because there might be some fat gain attached to that you know, but then making sure that when you do go into that fat loss phase, that you're eating enough protein, eating enough fiber, eating, you know what I mean? So that's my thing is like, making sure that you're eating enough calories, making sure that you're eating enough protein, making sure that you're eating enough fiber, drinking water and things like that. But there's no blanket calorie level because of the fact that it's based on the individual and it's based on their diet history for a lot of women. And a lot of women are not taking that into consideration. If you've been dieting since you were 12, like, you might need a diet break. You might need to just stop dieting for a while and work on adding some of that lifting in, getting your calories up to a reasonable level first, and then cutting from there. So I know that's not what most women want to hear because most women are just like, I just need to lose a fat now. I don't want to yeah. take a break from it. But like, yeah, I, I want to recap what you just said, because some people didn't hear it and some people didn't want to hear it. Right. <laughs> you said that potentially you may have to gain weight before yeah. you lose weight. Yeah. You hear me try to gloss over it. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I don't know where your people stand. But yeah, no, they, they need to hear it. You know, this is this is the truth. And so like, not, like, like you said, a lot of people have it in their head like, oh, I can't gain weight. I'm trying to lose weight, you know, and that's all yeah. they have. Their, their, their sight is so small. Oh, their I foresight know. is so small that they can't see into the future. Um, but <laughs> the yeah, you got, you got to look at the big picture of this thing. And if you've yeah. been dieting for tw 15, 20 years and you're 
lean body mass is bottom now. Yes. Dieting for you is not going to work. Oh. <laughs> it's not going to work and it's going to be miserable, a miserable existence. You're not going to be able to eat anything. You're going to be killing yourself, having knee replacements and crap from cardio. And it's because your body, your, your lean body mass, your muscle is so low. Your metabolism is so low. You have nothing to work with. And right. so thanks for, yeah. uh, thanks I have for to slow down and speed up, you know? And yeah, that's, exactly. That's, yeah. That's yeah. a second reality for a lot of people is that just put, put weight loss on pause for a while. Like, you know, mentally and physically, you probably need it. If you've been dieting your entire life, like you need to experience the world without dieting and try to add a little bit of muscle mass to your frame so that, you know, your metabolism is a little bit higher when you go back into a fat loss phase, but they're, they're two different phases. Fat loss and muscle building are not the same phase. Like I know the diet industry wants us to believe that it all just happens at once that we like build fat, lose more, like Holy grail. But when you approach them as two separate phases, you're going to get much better results. We'll just say that. It, it makes it, uh, part of, part of the reason why is because it, it clarifies what you're going for and your, what your goals are. If I said your goal is to lose fat and gain muscle. And I said, what's the plan? Like, there's going to be so many variables in that, that you're like, uh, you know, who knows what the plan is. But if I said yeah. your plan was to gain muscle, then that simplifies it a lot. So you can do the things that it takes to gain muscle. Whether you can that's, you can, yeah. When you work in phases, it's just so much easier to just freaking lay it in. Like even because every phase has parts about it that suck, right? Like yeah. if you're cutting, you're eating less food. That sucks. If you're bulking, you're like adding food in, you know, when you're like in these like muscle gaining phases, like you said, like trying to get in those calories sucks. I have a lot of clients that when we're doing that process, when we're taking their calories up to where it should be and trying to rebuild their metabolism, they can't do it. They've been eating so low for so long. They're like, this is too much food. I am so stuffed. I cannot eat this much. Like it's legit hard for them, but you would confuse it more. Like you said, if you were trying to intermingle the two, if they're doing all that and they're like, and I don't understand what's happening. The scale's going up. Like, well, we're not in a fat loss phase. So we're not worried about the scale going down, but you can lean in. You can work on eating the food. You can work on increasing the food. You can work on building the muscle and doing that part. And then when it's time to cut, you know, you're going to freaking embrace the suck and you're going to cut your calories and, you know, not slash them. You're going to reduce them and do the things that it takes to lose it. But you're going to be able to have mentally be all in on that phase. So having the phases defined helps you to just lean in and do what you need to do to get the results of that phase. Awesome. I don't think I've said yeah or shaking my head in agreement in any in more in any other podcast because we're definitely on the same page when it comes. I to know this. we're both just like like this should this should be released as a video because we're both like yes yes. <laughs> you know, like, it's it's going to be on YouTube and podcast, so we got both. <laughs> but yeah, so um, uh, yeah, like I said, I hope that the listeners are taking notes because this this is basically the problem with many people's weight loss plan is everything we talked about in this, this um, podcast. And that's, you know, they're trying to cut their calories. They're trying to do too much cardio. They're not, they're not looking at their weights and they're scared to gain weight or gain muscle. And mm -hmm. those are like the four pillars of this, what we're talking about. And this is the four pillars that if you want to increase your metabolism and you want to make weight loss more effortless and yeah. be able to eat food, this is what you need to do. Yeah.
it'd be so much easier if you do the things that, that I mean, they scare you. They're yeah. scary things. I'm not going to lie, but yeah, you're 100% right. You do those things. Fat loss is kind of inevitable when you're in a fat loss phase, when you put in the work ahead of time, you know, yeah. when you have that muscle, that metabolism. Yeah. All right, Kiki. So uh, where can the listeners find out more about you? Uh, they can go to my website, eatmortoweighless.com or em2wl.com. So everything is with the number two. I know there was another Kiki that has an eatmortoweighless. That's not me. So those of you guys who are seeing the video will recognize that that's not me. Um, but yeah, I'm everywhere. It's em2wl or eatmore2weighless, Facebook, Instagram. I don't post on most of those like nowadays i've been doing this for so long that i but i'm there so don't think that i'm not there um and on youtube even more or less so yeah all of the platforms em2wl say that again e e m so it's eat more two way less so e m number two w l okay eat more two way less i think either one of them should bring me up i've been on them forever but like i said there was recently someone who has the two spelled out okay try to cut try to copy you huh? <laughs> the number two all right well uh it was a fantastic podcast and uh, uh thank you uh, for coming on i hope you uh, have a great day thank you so much for having me i hope you enjoyed that episode with kiki i know doing the opposite of what you've been told to do to lose weight sounds scary But when it comes to the traditional eat less, move more mantra, I just have one question. How's that working for you? If the traditional methods for weight loss work to help you lose or maintain your weight, you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. If the traditional methods for weight loss were successful at helping you lose and maintain a healthy weight, two-thirds of the population wouldn't be overweight. If your weight was a simple math equation, 99% of the population would be able to attain the weight they desire but they don't. In episode 14 of the Calorie Conundrum podcast titled The Problem with the Calorie In, Calorie Out Mindset, I demonstrated a concept Kiki brought up in the interview about the importance of intelligent weight loss and the need to maintain or build muscle and the concept of eating as much as possible to lose weight. I urge you to listen to that episode and this one until you really understand what is being communicated. In short, you can eat more, work out less, reduce the effects of aging, and attain a healthy body weight by understanding how the body works. Hopefully, you can use this information to end your weight loss struggles and achieve your goals. And with that said, this is Coach Trick saying thanks for listening. And remember, when calories in, calories out doesn't work, that, my friend, is a calorie conundrum. This podcast, including Coach Strick and guests, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects for the use of any information contained herein. Coach Strick and or guests may recommend products or services in which they have a direct or indirect financial interest. To find out more, please visit www.calorieconundrum.com.